Hello there, and welcome to the latest episode of the Sith Taker Snapshots podcast. I'm your host today, Rich Polly, and joining me as usual is young Ben Hibbert. Hello there. I, I don't I know. Remember if you're... The, uh, I can't remember the last time someone called me young Ben Hibbert. It's quite nice. You're younger than me, which doesn't um... say a lot. But <laughs> you've got more hair than me. <laughs> Everybody's got more hair than you. There's <laughs> babies with more hair than you. I'm gonna say that. <laughs> Duncan Goodhue has more hair than you. Um, it's a reference from the 80s. Um, and also joining us, today. he's a swimmer. We had alopecia, so he had literally no hair. Oh, So there you go. <laughs> anyway, you've ruined it now. So, um, Also joining us today is um, Brendan uh, Osman Damon. Is that right? Have I said it right? Uh, I sort of go for a more anglicized Osman Damon, just straight Oz. I just want to. I want to take the. I want to take the hyphen out and just say it in one go because then it's Osmandiman and that sounds really cool. So uh, should... yeah, there was one podcast that called me Osmandius, like the uh, Watchmen villain. Yeah, that was that. That was um, the Yun, wasn't it? On uh, Fly Better, I think I heard that. Uh, I didn't hear. Oh, yeah, they called you Ozymandias or something, and yeah, I, I mean, I'd take that. Of, of all the nicknames that you could have, you know, like, have that, you know. You don't, you don't want to know about Rich's nicknames. <sighs> no. And well, we don't want to give Tim more editing to do, so let's move no, swiftly we'll on. Leave that one. <laughs> <laughs> so um, thank you for joining us um, this evening, or, although you're uh, a yesterday person because you're in uh, – are you in Montreal? Uh, I'm a couple hours west of Toronto. Okay. Okay. So Canada. Yeah, so Canada. Uh, Canada. Specifically Guelph. Uh, home of the Guelph Gong Squadron, and I'm also part of the nearby city, Kitchener-Waterloo's uh, Grand River X-Wing. Nice. Nice. They have the same colors as us. <laughs> that's yeah, good. black and uh, with blue and white highlights. Yeah, that's the best. <laughs> um, but I, I mostly associate you with spamming gonk stuff on the internet, so... <laughs> yeah, and um, bringing turtles to X Men games and stuff. So, but we'll have a. Uh, strictly speaking, they're tortoises. Oh, <laughs> apologies. <laughs> My zoological credentials are not up to scratch. It's a shelled thing. Um, so, um, awesome. Well, thank you very much for joining us. So, the reason we've got you on is because uh, last week saw the conclusion of Knock the Sith Out to the Hyperspace Boogaloo, um, which you only went and won. So congratulations. Uh, well done. Woo, woo. Thanks. Oops. Uh, oops. <laughs> so um, you've gone through six rounds of knockout cut. Um, what was your list, briefly? Uh, so it's Malaris and six Thai foes uh, is the basic core of it. Um, at the time, a lot of people were adding Tarek's crew to Malaris, but I figured three calculates over seven ships probably isn't that significant. So I had uh, TN3465 as one of the foes. Uh, and so she provides a lot of spike damage to help get through some chunkier targets. And I also had Intimidation on Malaris, although I've sort of moved on from that and it's no longer legal. Okay, so you didn't. It was hyper. It was a hyperspace tournament. Intimidation was hyperspace legal. It's not hyperspace legal anymore. Um, yeah, and also Malaris has gone up a couple points. So uh, 
the list I believe now sits at one or two oh one. Okay. So you have to drop TM three four six five back down to a standard typho when it fits again. Or well, so, so in, in hyperspace the other big thing is actually there's no generic TIE fighters. Ah. Okay. Uh, so you have to do a lot of workarounds for it. Uh, what I have done for a small tournament is I've got three SFs, I've got uh, Muse, and I have TN, but so one less body so far is proven less effective. Okay, so this is... Um, Producer Tim has had some success flying uh, a version of a Malarus Swarm, but he fills in, I think he's got two TIE FOs, two TIE SFs, and then he's got Gideon and Malarus. Um, I think that's the way it shakes out those six ships. Um, yeah, which, interestingly, when I was signing up for this, I like I figured I just wanted to stay in it for a few weeks, not necessarily go all the way, so I was playing around before points came out with two uh, shuttles, and I was like, yeah, I don't know if it's quite good enough for uh, that was before points came out, but obviously Tim proved me wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's it's showing that the um, the tie FOs are are good. Um, you know, they've got the three greens; they can uh, use their focus to live, and then you know they've got the Malarus rerolls. Um, so yeah. the ones that they don't shoot at get double modded shots. The ones that they do shoot at probably get single modded shots because you spend your focus to to stay alive, and they do just stay alive forever, don't they? Or they can do. They can just explode. But yeah, and as soon as they did drop down to twenty five points, we did see immediately uh, just eight of them becoming sort of a gatekeeper list in hyperspace. Uh, I definitely used it at one tournament right before the lockdown just to grab that store championship cardboard. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, but so the release of the Zai shuttle, like, obviously is just really good for it because uh, you lose one body, but you've got just about near as much health, and suddenly you've got seven attacks with three rolls. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big range I mean, bubble as well, isn't it? Not to. You don't have to keep them as quietly um, in formation as, like, Owl Runner. Yeah, uh, it's got real flexibility, which I love since I don't really fly my generics as a big clump. Uh, it's boring for me, but also I just don't think it's very effective. Yeah, we, we noticed that um, last week that Tim was doing the same thing with his generics. He was spreading them out and just taking shots where he could get them. Um, and it was effective, as we'll come on to later, against um, Dom from Firestorm. He was flying um, triple um, Eater um, 2 ships. And um, we kind of thought that Tim would struggle. Um, when we were commentating on it, we were watching it, and he split the swarm and went, oh, that's probably the wrong choice. And it turned out that Tim's good at X-Wing, and we didn't know what we were talking about. So <laughs> as he was popping, popping damage through on the things. Uh, so my apologies, I haven't actually watched the game, but so generally that does seem to f feel how it comes out in the end. Like, yeah, maybe the first engage doesn't look as good, but it makes it a lot easier to get the second and third turn engagement. And that's where it starts swinging towards you. Yeah, yeah, it's it's being able to spread those arcs out, isn't it? And threaten blocks at different locations and 
being able to threaten putting your ships everywhere rather than it being six ships flying in a rectangle that's really easy to arc dodge if you know what you're doing. So, yeah. I think um, the biggest thing we need to ask, though, is how many times did you make TN become a zombie ship and just Uh, keep taking damage after it was already dead? (laughs) <laughs> you know, I so I think it was seven rounds. Uh, uh, looks like on the TTO it was eight rounds, and I think the only two times it didn't happen, or the only times it didn't happen, was when I was on stream. <laughs> What's the most damage you managed to get onto that card? Considering it's only got was it three hull? Uh, so three hull. Uh, there was a big game where I think I had all five of my, or I was against seven Seeks all at I1, so they put damage to her, and I was shooting second, so after she was dead with four cards on her because of a little bit of overkill, I actually procced her four times, uh, and I think I ended up with nine cards, one of them was a double damage. <laughs> it was bad, that one. That's amazing, and and that's one way to kill three agility scum swarms, isn't it? Um, <laughs> have another one. Uh, have another one. I mean, yeah. So again, she's uh, become one of my favorite pilots in second edition, and she's just really good at getting that spike damage in against the beefier targets. Mm-hmm. But also in that scenario, just getting a couple of guns off the board. So, do you like TN more than you like Diffus? Uh not. <laughs> Right. Uh, I'm not putting t- uh, TN on the back of a jersey anytime soon, but... <laughs> do, you, do you want to explain, uh, explain your love affair with that, that droid? Uh, I, he is a friendly little helper, and I just love how he just is a friendly little helper. He's not really throwing dice or doing much else. He's just making sure other ships do the work. Uh, it was real nice right when he came out, because you could uh, with the Discord missiles, there wasn't the ability queue, so as long as you had to calculate, you could just launch a Discord. So you could do some weird stuff uh, like K-Turn and then launch a Discord. Uh, and slowly as the Separatist faction has uh, spread out and there's less network calculate ships and ships with force, it's just really good at keeping uh, those other ships alive. So it's um it's DFS oh, three one one, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Three eleven, yeah. 311, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just um I, I have uh, seared into my brain um for about six months on Slack. Anytime somebody posted a droid swarm, you said insufficient <laughs> doofus. Please cor- please correct your error in squad building and, and all sorts of things like that. Um, I mean it was an error in squad building. Uh <laughs> But so I've worked on tricking him out. So I have like the special copper vulture from Adepticon. I also have one of those world styles for him. Like anything for Doofus. He's got the bling. <laughs> He's got it. <laughs> so, I mean, you you flew, um, according to TTS, you flew, I think it was seven rounds if you include the final. Um, I think the final is so... actually missing. It, it is missing, yet. so there's there's six six on there, and then the the there's the final as well. Yeah. So yeah, so um, there's six it, in there, and then there's no semifinals. So six in there plus the semifinals plus the oh final. yeah plus actor. Uh, no, not actor. Who did you play? Alan. Alan this. Yeah, was top four opponent. Yeah, yeah, it's in TTO. There's no score in there, but it's in there. Um, 
well at least the, the pairings up there so of the of the games that you played um is, are there any that you want to kind of call out as being particularly interesting or enjoyable or nail biting or tense or um, uh, have they all kind of passed into the oh it was one a week and we started ages ago um pit of memory uh i mean so the games against boba fen are just always tough because boba's just a monster and I wound up playing uh, Jason Sharp in the top seven. And yeah. uh, just big exhale since that one was pretty close. Uh, Fen was uh, killing a TIE fighter away from killing it. Uh, in that case, I actually had killed Boba first, which is unusual since a lot of the time when you're facing against Boba with the generics, it's a matter of keeping a critical mass that you're able to take Boba down. That one, just Boba was the target that presented itself and uh, what I went after. Uh, and so then I had to face Alan in the semifinals and I found out, oh, it's his buddy also from Yorkshire, also flying Boba Feds. So like, then there's that question, do I have to change up how I'm flying? Uh, like, are they going to know the tricks? Uh, especially some players are just unaware of uh, the devastation TN will cause you. Mm -hmm. uh, I did manage to play a lot differently, though, because the only difference between their lists is uh, Jason's Boba had seismic, so I sort of set up the turn zero and they rocks differently, and then sort of stayed away from them as long as I could, whereas Alan, I could sort of be a lot more direct and go at him because he had proton bombs and yeah he had proton bombs yeah so i mean you, just looking you played seven games you played against boba fenn three times um so you played uh, serene um, yeah three times in, in one of the earlier rounds um you played against a warthog and arc swarm um and then you played against a lando nora thane which was martin purvis who's another sith taker um yeah so that one was on stream uh, and so it's now on U the Sith Takers YouTube. Uh, that one was interesting because he managed to get a few ties off the board quite early, but then the TIE Fighters 3 agility just kicked in and then just remained uh, insurmountable, really. Mm -hmm. uh, forever. They could just do that, though, can't they? They can just live forever. Yeah. Uh, the other thing was I was a little uh, intrigued by his munition choices because he had the proton torpedoes on Nora, who frequently wants to get in closer, the advanced proton torpedoes on Thane. But what wound up happening with Nora was uh, I managed to jam off the lock she had, and then uh, she never got her uh, torpedoes off through either bumps or jamming. Yeah, I'm frequently confused by Martin's list building choices, but then sometimes he does really well. So who knows? <laughs> Maybe it's accidental. Yeah, I, I that, that that to me looks like he's put the right upgrades on the wrong ships. Um, <laughs> like it really does. But um, yeah. Anyway. Do you want to um, just want to talk about Kester's list while we're here? I've got that up as well. Yeah, go on. Because that was a, it was yeah. very interesting. Final, and there was a I think there was a turn where you popped hollow, which I think swung it. 
Um, uh, yeah. you know if, you've a, if you've got a different opinion from the player's perspective. Just um, stay the list before we start talking about it so everyone knows what we're on about. So we've got Colo's got Hollow, Kester's got Hollow, with Proud Tradition and Advanced Optics. Then he has Muse with Proud Tradition and Advanced Optics, Lieutenant Reavers, and then the rest is three uh, Epsilon Squadron Cadets. Uh, so yeah, he's got a really good jousting squad, and uh, from what I hear from you guys, he's got a lot of experience with it, so he did really well, but then once he got to the final, uh, he's got a really good jousting list, but it's just a tad worse at jousting than mine, so it's the pressure sort of on him to change up his tricks. And then with the turn zero, there's one side that's really open for obstacles and one side that isn't. He had given me first player, so I get to choose the side I want, uh, the more open side. And so he got caught a tad bit on the obstacles, I believe. Uh, I, I did make a mistake where I thought I had switched a hard three on one ship back to a two bank and hadn't, so I had a couple bumps. Uh, so Muse was off the table uh, in a favorable trade for me, which started swinging a little bit already. Uh, but then I got a really good block with Tien on Hollow and uh, got to trigger her a bit and uh, took Hollow down. And it was a bit of an up, like, well, not a bit, a lot of an uphill battle for him at that point, which he did a really good job and I sort of struggled a bit to... Uh, make my shots count there, so uh, it came out in the end for me, but yeah, he did a really good job of coming back into it. Yeah, he's a very good player, Kester. He's very accomplished, and I was chatting to him briefly earlier on today. Um, he says he keeps being paired against good players, um, so yourself um, included, um, but he's he, he, he was saying he keeps being paired against Akhtar, um, in, uh, in in tournaments, and he's just like again, <laughs> you know. Um, so it's I think it's one of the joys of TTS is though that you get the opportunity to play against these uh, like players from all over the world. So I've got um, a number of different countries under my belt for gaming now that I would never have managed <laughs> to do, but um, I've never managed to play against you, Brendan. I think. Um, uh, yeah, I think I've we've managed to sort of dodge each other. Yeah, have to have to remedy that sometimes. So. Uh, I just did a repair, so I didn't have to play him. <laughs> <laughs> Who, me or Brandon? Uh, me. So in the uh, league, uh, he uh, thought it was a week later than it was, so he did the pairings. And oh, I, yeah. oh, I get to play bad. I don't think I've actually had that pleasure. And then, like, five minutes later, the pairings are gone. Yeah, it's not a pleasure. Uh, I mean, I'm you say that. Or... But you're always saying how much fun it is to play me in the chat, so, you know. It sounds like you're a filthy you. liar. It's fun to play against you, Ben, because it's an easy win. So you know. I mean, if we check through CTO, I think my name. Oh yeah, go on. Look at, look at you relying on facts and logic. My, my name. On the last event, I think I beat you, didn't I? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's been, been so long since we've actually in. played. <laughs> it's because you bore me. It's too easy. Yeah. True. So still um. Sorry, go on, Brendan. Go back to uh, events on TTS, though, uh, being good for playing against uh, like players all over. I feel it's really good for the uh, 
like preparing for a big event because if you were doing so even before uh, the whole lockdown, like uh, you can sort of get into groupthink when you're just practicing among uh, the locals. Like yeah. even if your locals are incredibly good. Like just getting some good games. Uh, 2018 nationals back in 1.0. I think I was getting thrashed every single time I. Uh, uh, every single time I played locally. And then online, I was having some success because locally I was just getting hit by uh, the local meta and uh, some really bad counters. And then nationals, I did relatively okay. I think I was uh, 19th, uh, like really close to the uh, top 16 cut. Like uh, the online play is an incredible tool. And even if you've got really good locals, like just uh, being able to get out of your local meta is incredibly healthy for uh, your play. Yeah, I, I agree. And I do prefer to play against people that I know know even tangentially. So it's more of a social experience. Um, but even playing a, a complete pickup game because you've literally no idea what you're going to come up against. Um, so I have noticed that some of the um, quite accomplished players um, who frequent TTS in the run-up to a big tournament will literally just open up a server with LFG, I am playing Nantex, or LFG, I am playing Droid Swarm. Um, and it's basically them saying, just cut all comers, please, I want to practice this list, but I don't want to play against people who want to practice against me. So, you know, they're just getting this assortment practice against lists from any meta. And it, it prepares you for those potential Wild West rounds where you're like in, in rounds one to three, where you could literally come up against anything before you start hitting people who are playing other meta lists or, or meta lists if you're playing off meta as well. So Yeah, and sometimes those off meta lists are what will sink your tournament if you just get hit by the wrong one that happens to sort of counter your list. Exactly. Yeah. It, and I mean, it, you know, if you, it's, it's something I used to do at the end of version one was take a, a good meta list and make it worse because I would tweak it. So it was better against something meta. And then I would never hit the meta and then I would lose <laughs> because I wasn't flying the optimized version of a list. Um, I'm reasonably happy that um, the list that Dave Sutcliffe invented, um, I might as well say it myself because somebody else will. Yeah. Um, no one likes flyers. Don't like it's disgusting. The resistance swarm list that I've been flying for a while is um is is decent, so I'm quite enjoying playing it at the moment. So he is good at building lists, though, isn't he, uh, Dave? So. He's very good at building. Yes, he is very good at building lists. Um, he's very good at not um overlapping different what different ships can do. Um, he's focusing at the moment a lot on efficiency lists. So a lot of generics, kind of cheap points and high green dice or high red dice or a mixture of both. Um, he's, he's done a recent blog about it. Um, but yeah, yeah, he's um, he's a proper list architect, which is always good to have one that we know and can talk to rather than just throwing a million upgrades on a ship and it being rubbish. So, <laughs> um, Brendan, have you played about with any of the new ships or anything under new points or have you been too busy um, with TIE FO swarms? I... Uh... I mean, that's definitely one way to put at it. Uh, what my group does a lot is we'll actually throw ships onto the table before they're out and before we have points, do a rough points estimate. And like, it's usually not that hard to gauge within five points, right? Uh, Django figuring he was around 80 was pretty easy. Uh, 
So I have got games with the Actus and the V-Wing and Django Fett and Zam Crew and even the generic Tri-Fighters under my belt, albeit not with uh, the points out. Mm-hmm. How did you find them? Uh, so the is, pro- is there anything exciting you that you've played with? Everything's exciting for fun. The problem I see with a lot of it is it's almost feels suited for an ace meta. Mm-hmm. And to be played in a meta we're just not in with the generic meta. Like, uh, I think Django Fett's an incredible uh, force user hunter, but I don't know how much of the force users we're going to be seeing for the next bit. Uh, like, I think generally the uh, fires, like the Separatist fire spray is good, but it's going to melt under a lot of fire, and right now we're seeing a lot of fire. But uh, same with the force users and the Actus, and uh, again, Contrail is a really good ace hunter, uh, but I'm not sure we're going to be seeing a whole ton of that. And the uh, tri fighters seem efficient, a lot of them, but not necessarily as efficient as a lot of other things. Yeah, I think there's a a problem with the points, maybe, or it might just be the role that the V Wing and the Tri Fighter need to play in the factions that they're in, um, uh, because the the V Wing doesn't act as a filler as well as a um, torrent. Um, well, it's, yeah, I'd say generally the factions not necessarily suited towards filler. Like it has a couple options, but that's not really what's emphasized in the faction, which isn't necessarily bad. I don't think all factions need all toys. And, like, again, just right now, points really feel targeted towards cheap generics, which isn't a bad thing, but I think it's gone on a bit longer than I prefer and would sort of enjoy a bit of a switch back. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I don't think I've heard any voices um, disagreeing with that. Um, I've had a number of chats with a lot of people, and it's just about you know points uh, are making generics too popular. The you know the generic meta that's upon us, and you know well we have to see what happens in six months when um, Atomic Mass do their first points review. Um, if they stick with the six month schedule that FFG did, or if they do something different, but. We have to assume that there's going to be another point shift at some point. Um, not least, there'll be a meta shift because we get new new ships at some point as well. Um, yeah, I'd almost expect that what would be next in the pipeline would be new ships because work would have already happened on that. I sort of expect points to be further back in the timeline than that, but I don't work at Atomic Mass Games, so I don't know. I mean, we, we know, but we are not have to hesitate uh, have to stress that we are not playtesters but we do know people who are playtesters or who uh, have playtested in the past and they have said that there is a backlog of stuff that is currently being playtested but again that's under FFG so we know that there are ships in plan we know that there is stuff coming but we don't know what they are um, yeah a lot of the ship... coming in, so. sorry about that uh, a lot of the ships sort of feel inevitable right like the Razor Crest feels inevitable. The uh, Typho Bomber, which has appeared in a few canon yeah. materials, feels inevitable. Yeah, Where and there's also the, the Ace the Packs. 
<laughs> she to paid for the separatists, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there's also the yes pack. So we've had um, the resistance one has come out, um, but is they've it, said is, that there's going to be those for every faction. So you know, isn't there an imperial one that was spoiled the name of or something? Uh, there was one called Phoenix Squadron, which uh, I think everybody think everybody thinks. Oh, there's one that's called something that makes people think it's going to be Phoenix Squadron. So the internet's going mad for. Um, Harris and Dulla in, you know, A wings and B wings. No, we need Psycho Tycho back. Yeah, just. Uh... <laughs> I mean, so Phoenix Squadron, like a lot of that Rebels, feels like a lot of prime material that hasn't necessarily been exploited. So that just seems pretty obvious that they will be doing that sort of era of Rebels. Uh, yeah. I'm excited for. I don't know if it'll happen, but uh, Wedge Antilles in a Y wing. Just because I'm aware of two crashes he's done uh, in narrative. One in the EU, in Rogue Squadron, where he crashes. It's in a Y-Wing. And then he crashes in Rebels, and it's in a Y-Wing. So give him an ability that means that he crashes into things. Yeah, or, <laughs> I mean, he's always target number one, so it feels like in the game he's always crashing anyways. Yeah. Just getting I mean, shot down. The the other thing is, you know, the the they really haven't mined the the depths of the the sequel movies um, for ships yet, you know, uh, or even for content. So you know, there's old Lando in the Resistance Falcon. There's Wedge Gunner in the Resistance Falcon. There's just content sitting there that they can very easily say, well, we're not even in the expanded universe yet. We're still pulling stuff out of the movies. Um, plus, we've also got um, Obi Wan which is uh, about to start filming at the front end of next year. So that's another series that's going to be in the same kind of format by the looks of it as The Mandalorian. Um, So, I mean, that's going to be fantastic, and that's going to be another rich vein for content, isn't it? I mean, I don't know if Obi-Wan's going to be doing as much planet hopping if it's in the uh, bit where he's on Tatooine. But yeah, there's certainly stuff there, and... There's even new ships that they could do that are from the sequel movies, let alone pilots like uh, uh, Benicio Del Toro. I do not remember. Or DJ, that's his name. Uh, don't join. The ship they steal from uh, The Last Jedi. Like I could see that in the game, for example. Yeah. The first ship with no, uh, no guns. <laughs> be it what zero. about the Nubian? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the... Um... Yeah, the big, uh, um, a large ship for Republic. Uh, there's also Dooku's sailboat that he uses at the end of Attack of the Clones. I want Dooku's sailboat, and I want the Separatist Sheathapede. <laughs> Those are my demands. <laughs> well, if the uh, if the new um, developers from Atomic Mass Games are listening to the podcast, then uh, I'll be incredibly surprised. Um, <laughs> that but, one must Peter. You never know. Uh, the Earth Theater is like the most iconic rebel ship, arguably. Oh, yeah, 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 the snowspeed. And we've got atmospheric ships at this point. None of yep. this. Uh, technically, they were space-worthy. Like, we've become an atmospheric and spaceship game, so I'd like to see this airspeeder. It would be nice. It would be nice to give rebels, and we were talking about, was it last week, Ben? Just to oh, give rebels something, something new. We could even uh-huh. just see like some of the older pilots, you know, like moved on. Similar to what they've done with Poe and um, Temex and things like that, where they've done like a 
sort of a different era with different pilot skills, similar to what they do before, but you know, just something a bit different because it is nothing's changed in Rebels since the start of 2.0. Yeah, Rebel players looking for the generic upgrades that they can do something with. Yeah, still. Uh, yeah, their last new ship, I believe, was the Separatist sh- or was the Sheathapede. Uh, like wave 11 of 1.0, so they're definitely do a new ship. Have they not had anything since that? You're making me go to Yasby and look down the list of ships. And no, I think they what... had they had the re-release of the U-wing and the X-wing just towards the end with yeah, the 2.0 the... guards in, but it wasn't yeah. really a new ship, was it? And then they no, had the yeah, so... of the A-wing, but that was it. Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, so we talked a little bit last. Pod, well, last podcast we had the Firestorm boys on. Uh, we played them in a triple header, uh, which you can still see on twitch.tv forward slash Firestorm Squadron Firecast. Um, Marlitz victory! Dom, Dom has said he's <laughs> going to put the games up on YouTube, though you would understand why he doesn't want to, because, spoiler, um, flawless victory. 3-0 to the Sith Takers. Um, so. I mean, you're also speaking to Ben, who took like a month to upload a bunch of games to YouTube, didn't he? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I, I tend to just do a, a big load all at once. Um, yeah, that's but, the excuse. But then... I did the final pretty quick, so I wanted to get it up straight away. So so we were the swarm takers. So um, <laughs> Tim flew his Malarus Gideon swarm. Uh, I flew my Resistance six ship swarm. Ben, you flew a seven droid ship droid swarm. swarm. Yeah. Um, and Dom played against <laughs> Tim using the three ETAs that he talked about. Uh, Pond played against me. He used four Wookiees with Afterburners, one with Leia, which was a really fun looking list and I was a bit worried about it and it, it turned out I managed to pull the game out and then Ben um, on the, the graveyard shift starting at like <laughs> 11 o'clock at night or something when everybody was half cut um, Yeah, I was half cut <laughs> man, managed to absolutely batter poor Nick um, who was flying um, Ray with two Deadman Switch advanced slam fireballs and uh, what was the other thing he had in there? Merle Yeah, um, yeah yeah, and you no. took Merle off the board on first engage, didn't you? Yeah. And, um, Merle. To be fair to Nick, he, great ship. he dialed in something, and then he was thinking about changing it, and he decided not to, and the change was the right move. Because yeah. Ray was just pointed at a rock with all my swarm pointed at her. And then she yeah. was pretty much dead and could never play uh, again. Yeah, Ray's another one of those casualties of uh, just the high-efficiency meta, because when she can easily uh, transform those blanks to eyeballs within her firing arc, like, that's great when you're only taking, like, max four shots. Like, against seven, it can be rough. She's also terrified of the discords, isn't she? Because once you get them on, you've either got to waste one of your other ships shooting at it, or you're just getting critted to death. You can't. The only way to get it off is to fly onto a debris, basically. Yeah. Um, so it has to go behind you. But and, and even then, it's dicey whether or not you get it off. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. So well done, does, us. Does Tim want to talk about his game, or is he not bothered? Um. I mean, the games are available for people to watch. I wasn't really going to go into much detail about them, other than That's we won. Um. <laughs> I mean, if you if you want 
if you want to talk in, in great detail about no, your, no, it's, uh... it's just we were just talking about mine. I thought Tim might want to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, um... I'm just impressed drunk Ben managed to win, to be honest. I mean, it was, it was, I actually watched them back on Twitch um, over the course of a, a couple of days afterwards, and it was actually really good to see the amount of engagement that the, the guys got on their stream and like different people coming in and supporting and pro and against us and pro and against them. And mostly it was people's mates were being opposed to them. So, like, all the Sith takers in chat were hoping we lost, and all the Firestorm mates in chat were hoping they lost and so on and so on but uh, it's a standard behaviour but it I was think, um, um, even Dom and Nick were hoping Pond lost because they were disappointed <laughs> with his well that was his fault for flying they, they were disappointed so. with his list choice <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, was I mean, Pond it... the afterburner Wookiees yeah, yeah he was yeah yeah. so Pond doesn't have his own name because he keeps losing to Phil GC so he's the only Phil so yeah, Pond's not allowed to be called Phil because he he hasn't won sufficiently against Phil GC to reclaim the title of the one true Phil. Nah, that might take a while. <laughs> <Good too. laughs> they they like live about ten minutes away from each other, so it does include you know kitchen table games and all sorts of stuff. But I think GC's four up at the moment, so he's going to take a while to to get it back. Um, but yeah. So yeah, thank you very much again to um, to Nick Dom and uh, Pond for having us on. Um, we really appreciated it, and uh, we know they're going to continue to do um, streams every other Friday. Uh, and they have potentially got some quite exciting people on to play against next week. So they're going to try and uh, keep getting on um, the luminaries of the X-wing world, which um, I'm still confused as to why they got us on. But I don't want to spoil their thunder. Um, for who they're getting on for next week. I don't want to kill your ego. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Um, so, Brendan, thank you very much for coming on. Um, it's been a pleasure to talk to you at last, having known you via the internet for years uh, because of yeah, Snack Squadron. Uh, we chatted a ton, but not voice to voice. So thanks for having me. Thanks for organizing your events. They're lots of fun for me to be in. And <laughs> excuse to get a weekly game of X-Wing in. I've uh, uh, got to thank Ben because he does all the hard work um, for the for the online stuff, so yeah. I mean, you ben. say that, but I've seen him make enough gaffes. <laughs> in fairness, I've never run anything before the start of um, lockdown, so I think I'm doing alright, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, you're doing okay. You're doing okay. So you're long as bad. it's running by the end, it's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And um, yeah, so well done again on, on the win, Brandon. Um, it turns out that despite all your protestations to the contrary, you're not bad at X-Wing. So. I don't know about that. I'd say I'm lucky and the list is doing the work for me. Didn't you Didn't you want to qualify for Worlds as well? Uh, yeah, I, mean, I was lucky and the list did the work for me. Uh, that really felt rock, paper, scissors in that really short gap of hyperspace month where it was before they added a bunch of ships and they had separatist and republic factions so rebel beef was really good and then some like agility three stuff and i was running in there with my five double tapping y wings and this was horrible got rid of the agility three for me which was (laughs) i was against and i was just slightly more efficient than the rebel beef so I could push past it. Yeah, that's a horrible list, that five Y-Wings. Absolutely disgusting. Yeah, I'm not sad it's gone. <laughs> but, 
but leverage it for a world's invite. Get get that done. <laughs> yeah. Gotta be done. Yeah, no, man, he made, thank you. He made we made day two at Worlds. Don't let him lie to you. That was the list. I got lucky in the list. Of- <laughs> uh, I flew to uh, Nantex, but they were super ridiculous and grievous. Uh, to, what, what, what it turns out, what it shows me is that um, is that enough luck. Uh, if you claim you're lucky often enough, it begins to look like skill. So um, I, I don't believe you're rubbish at X-Wing, Brendan. I think you've probably got a, got something about you. Set yourself up for success. Pick the right list, and eventually it'll happen. <laughs> eventually, luck and pairings and matchup all all work out for you, and you you get a good result. Yeah. Don't worry, Rich. One day it'll be your turn. Hey, I got top table at a hyperspace <laughs> trial once. Yeah, one time. Yeah, but we've, we've in all fairness, done that. In, in fairness, our hyperspace Round trial two. is. Oh, yeah, I have, yeah. Our, our... yeah, Ben. In fact, me, Rich, and Tim both got <laughs> both lost on the final table. Yeah, hyperspace trials. Um, I mean, the Element Games hyperspace trial is was the second biggest one in the world, and it was the yeah. biggest one until one in I think Chicago topped it by about six. It was like ninety-two people went to our hyperspace trial, so it was bigger than some system opens in America. Yeah, it was a good day. Boof! It was a good day. I wish. I hope we can do it again at some point. I know. Um, so cool, yeah. Thank you very much for coming on. Um, have you got any shout-outs or anything you want to do? I'll give a shout-out to Gong Squadron and DRX Squadrons. A lot of them were cheering me on throughout the, uh, the event and also Coruscant, so it's just been ha- nice having that support. Uh, I'd also like to do a quick shout-out to a particular member of DRX while you were talking about Afterburners Wookiees. He was way on it way earlier, and he'd also be plopping on uh, Jedi crew onto them, Maul and uh, Kanan, and he was sticking Ezra in the sheath of Pete as well. Uh, so he had two Jedi Wookiees with afterburners. And is this what is, is this was at? Sorry, is this the guy whose internet handle is was at or was at? Uh, no, no, it's not him. Because uh, he's another uh, crazy wiki architect. Go on, give a yeah. shout out to this. This person, I'll stop interrupting you. <laughs> uh, yeah, Croft, he's a real fun guy from GRX and always has interesting lists at the very least. Fab. Anything else from you, Ben? Uh, just a shout out to all the people who build the tools we use again. Just Launch Bay, um, TTO, TTS, just, just everyone. That, they just need all the support, like all the shout outs they can get. And thanks to the players and listeners and all the people who are like kind of growing the Sith Taker community online and planning our tournaments, planning our events and stuff. Um, Brendan, make sure that you shake Ben down for your prize because um, you will get some <laughs> money to spend in Element Games. But we've, we'll send we've, you the... we've spoke about this. All right, we'll, um, we'll send I mean... you the link that you have to click on to use it so we get 5% of what you spend back again. Um, we'll have to make sure to do that. <laughs> I mean, if I send, if I sell it for like the Canadian face value, someone gets stored bad at a relatively good cost. I get a little bit of money, so like, I sort of knew coming into it that uh, Element Games store credit wasn't going to be super helpful. I mean, ship, <laughs> I ship internationally. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll take a look. I I take your point though, because international shipping might overwrite the value of the of the prize, but you never know. Like even just getting stuff across the border from the states just adds a whole ton. Even if uh, like 
like it could be a lot closer to you than like say Western Canada, but obviously the costs don't match that. Canada's not too bad because it's still part of Her Majesty's Commonwealth. So, you know. Not too bad. (laughs) (laughs) Probably actually cheaper to post stuff from the UK to Canada than it is from the USA. Um, uh, USA to UK or USA to Canada? USA to Canada. Uh, I I can look it up. Oh, I'm I'm just doing hyperbole for fun, so you know, don't okay, don't, don't come to me with facts, man, because I'll I'll just look <laughs> stupid again, as I always do. Um, all I right. Mean, on that if note, anyone sees you in person, you always look stupid. Yeah, it's true. Uh, it's Thank just you. my general demeanor. I'm <laughs> like a mixture between um, Dougal from Father Ted and. Um, the dad from Family Guy. That's basically me. Trying to do magic tricks while being a bit daft. So it's all fine. <laughs> um, right. um, so I'm gonna gonna draw a line under it there before I start babbling on anymore. So um, <laughs> it's uh, goodbye from Brendan. Bye. And it's goodbye from Ben. See you later. And it's goodbye from me. Ta-da. <laughs>